Hello there, friend. Welcome back to another episode of the By Word Show. We are on week nine of our Love Is series, and I honestly just cannot believe we're getting so close to the end. <laughs> I'll be honest, the next few weeks of this series as we're wrapping up are some of my favorites. Like I just... I know some of the past episodes have gotten a little bit heavy and intense there for a minute, but I hope you're still hanging in there with me and ready to keep digging in so we can finish this strong. Before we dive in, this is your little reminder to take a screenshot, tag me, share it, let me know you were here, and then come right back and we will dive in. Okay, today we get to talk about a special one, love rejoices in truth. This is one that I feel like people don't discuss a whole lot. And I honestly think that it's because there's not much conversation or understanding about what it really means. Like if I'm being honest, this is still something that I really have to be like, okay, what is this again? Like every time I go through the study, I'm like, okay, let me just remind myself here real quick because it's just, it's just a tricky one, right? So let's head over to blue letter Bible for some definitions, shall we? The first part of the phrase rejoice means to take part in another's joy. And then the second part of the phrase refers to the truth we're rejoicing in. It says this, sincerity of mind and integrity of character or a mode of life in harmony with divine truth. So the way I understand this facet of love is the invitation we have to share in God's joy over what is good and true. This is the part where we really get to partner with him and experience his goodness and standing up for what is right and just. Because can we just remember, God is 100% holy. Before anything else, he is holy. He is God and he is 100% righteous and just. He has no tolerance for evil or sin and everything that comes along with them. So this is the part of loving well where we really have a real responsibility. This is also the part where I feel we have some real issues that need to be addressed so the church doesn't do any more damage to an already hurting world. Okay, so when we're talking about rejoicing in truth, what that means to me is that we stand for what God stands for and we don't tolerate the things that he doesn't tolerate. We operate in partnership with him, which allows us to represent him well as Christians because that's what we were made to do. And and gosh, like so many stories I've heard of church hurt and religious trauma have to do with being mistreated by people who claim to be Christians. I'm sure you've heard the stories. Maybe you've even been the one who's experienced the hurt yourself. I have experienced it myself. I've been there. And I'm not saying that the people causing the hurt aren't real Christians, right? Because nobody's perfect. The church pastors, like Christians, we're human beings and we're not perfect. We're bound to make mistakes at some point in the process. We're always going to be in the process of sanctification on this side of heaven. That's just the truth of it. But in other words, we're all going to be on the journey. No one has arrived as a perfect Christian, but it's what is not okay is when the church or Christians start tolerating behaviors like favoritism, racism, sexism, gossip, assuming the worst in people, being rude, saying that people don't belong or brushing over certain people's sins while they're harshly judging someone else's like that, that is not God's heart. Like if you have experienced Christians or church, that is that kind of behavior. Let me just be the first one to say, number one, I'm sorry. <laughs> and number two, that's wrong. That is not the heart of God. 
He does not tolerate that. He does the no, 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 no. Like just no, that is not the heart of God. That's not a clear reflection of his love. And when the church starts tolerating those kinds of behaviors, honestly, we're doing the enemy a real favor because what unbeliever would look at a church and think, oh, wow, they're so different. Like, that's so great. Like, I'd love to be a part of that. It's so different from my experience. No, no. Like they, they, why would somebody join a church when that's their experience with Christians? And it's nothing different from what they'd experience out in the real world of people being judgmental, hateful, rude, unkind. Like, what is the point at that point? You know, like we are supposed to be known by our love. So what really disappoints me and breaks my heart is that we just have not historically represented God well. And I'm not, again, pointing fingers at a certain church or certain people, like just as a whole in America, at least I see a trend right now of people coming out about their church hurt. And it's just, to me, when I hear these stories, I'm like, yeah, but that was not God you experienced. Like that was some really hurt, messed up people that had some junk to deal with. And like, I'm so sorry that these people have had an experience with the church that was not a good reflection of God. Anyway, that's my soapbox on that. Let's let's move on. <laughs> so if we're going to commit to a life of following Jesus, honestly, at some point, we've got to count the cost and understand what we are saying yes to. We've got to realize that God calls his people to be set apart and holy just as he is holy. And that's not something he expects us to do or to figure out on our own. You know, that's the whole reason Jesus did what he did for us. God sees us as whole and holy because he sees us through the lens of his love for us and through Jesus. So if we're going to be people that rejoice in truth and not in injustice, we've got to look at the world and the people around us through that same exact lens. Okay. So first we've got to realize how loved we are by God. And then we've got to realize that everyone else is also loved by God and then treat them the way that God would treat us. And that is what brings God joy. You know, I'm a mom and this past year we've had some struggles with our son um, and have just been on full on training mode, helping him with these behaviors that are not so fun. Like he's a toddler. So we've gone through the hitting and the meltdowns and like all of this, the fun stuff, you know what I'm saying? So whenever he gets in trouble for hurting someone or hitting a kid in his class, it breaks my heart because I know who he really is. I know that he is a good child. He's sweet. He's tender. He's kind. He's so thoughtful. He's so smart. And so it makes me sad to see him making choices that don't line up with the person that I know him to be. But there's nothing that brings me joy like hearing a good report that he was kind to his friend, that he was helpful to his teacher, that he said something sweet and thoughtful and watching him make good choices on his own. That is just the most special feeling in the world. If you're a parent, you probably know what I mean, especially in the toddler stage. It's just, it's the best feeling in the world to see your child being kind to others and to know that they aren't causing danger or trouble to themselves or others and, and that they're safe. Right. And I feel like that's gotta be what it's like for God as a father, watching us interact with each other. It brings him so much joy when we remember who we are and act accordingly. It's got to just bring him so much joy because it's not only better for ourselves and everyone around us, but it's a better reflection of him and who he is as well. So I think the first step in rejoicing in truth is just knowing 
what the truth is. Okay. Like very plain and simple. We've got to know what the truth is. And when we know the truth, we use that as the lens for how we see the world and the people in our lives. So we choose to make decisions and live every day and face every challenge based on the truth of God's word that brings him joy. And the closer we get to him, the more we want to bring him joy. And the more we realize that so much of what makes him smile is how we interact with others, how we interact with his other kids. Okay. So short and sweet this week, but here's the challenge for you as we close out. So practice taking your thoughts captive and be intentional about speaking truth. Because when you sense yourself starting to give into the lies and negativity, that's the perfect opportunity to pause, surrender your thoughts to the Lord. And then look up some scriptures about how God sees you, how he sees your circumstances or the people in your life. Um, I really love writing verses down on a little note card or sticky note and putting it on my mirror or keeping it with me in my car and my purse just so that it's always in front of me. And so if I catch myself going down a not so great spiral, I can immediately come back to the truth and it's specific to my situation. So that's something that always helps me. And honestly, the more that you speak the things that God says about you, the easier it will be to recognize the lies. Oh my gosh. In episode 15 of the show with my friend, Victoria, we had a discussion about doubt and we talked about how to recognize the lies that slip in. Oh my gosh. Honestly, it's such a good episode. If you have not heard that one, I would highly recommend going back and listening to it. But in that episode, I shared this example that I heard when I was in college about how these people who work at the mint where money is made, right? They, they learn how to spot counterfeits by studying the real thing. So they're over there getting to know the real money so that when a counterfeit comes through, they can immediately identify the fake. And that is exactly what we have to do. Like that's what happens when we start to know God's word. We get familiar with the truth and it becomes easier and easier to spot the lies when they come as well as knowing how to get rid of them and come back to truth quicker and quicker every time. So I just want to encourage you with that today. I hope you have a wonderful week. Before we go, I do want to let you know that there's not going to be a new podcast episode next week. I will miss you, but I'm going on a very exciting trip and I can't wait to tell you all about it. So follow along on Instagram if you don't already follow me and the By Word Show. So you'll be the first to hear about all the exciting updates and can stay connected and follow along with all my adventures. So I will miss you. It's a great week to go and catch up on past episodes that maybe you've missed. And then I'll be right back here in two weeks for, for more of this. So I will talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the Byword Show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember, I am cheering you on.